I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Horseshoe Tavern, Spy Hill Jail, and Clubhouse. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It is the uh, 19th of October in 2021. And uh, yeah, man, October is just flying by for me anyways. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, it's weird. Like It's kind of like my favorite time of year, like I said before on the podcast, because it's like Halloween time and... Uh, you know, you got all the, the leaves turning cool colors and shit, and it looks real pretty outside, and it's starting to get cold, but it's not, like, too cold yet. Uh, yeah, which is good for me, because, you know, like, when you're wearing a mask all the time, it can be uh, pretty warm during the summer. Uh, so it's nice to have a little refreshing, you know, fall or autumn or what do they call it here, fruiting or something, uh, seasonal uh, coolness going on here yeah. all right um also you know there's lots of like people change what they're eating and stuff i just made up a big batch of chili and it's super spicy and delicious um if you want to see me make a chili you should check out the youtube channel because i got some like uh uh you know uh i think i did a chili episode for green's kitchen anyway you can get on there and check that out and uh you know like get on a patreon or, or uh, go on a website and buy me a pizza or some shit like that uh for my efforts and then i won't have to cook no more i just buy some pizza all right yeah uh but anyway how are you guys uh celebrating halloween uh, simpsons treehouse of horror and i recently discovered that uh that show uh what we do in the shadows which i always knew was a good show but i never like thought about watching it until recently so i've been catching up on that and of course it's, it's great uh you know like cool halloween stuff there's also like regular horror movies that are not just funny but actually like scary and terrifying and that's always good too but uh anyway yeah if you got any suggestions and stuff i should be checking out or uh, like fun things to do during this time of year you should hit me up uh on like uh, twitter or something or i guess facebook i don't know whatever you guys use you know i'm on all that stuff and i'll probably see it even if i don't like get back to you right away Sometimes it takes me like a few months or so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, hit me up and let me know. What's I want to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. We got Luke Ellis, Ren Sons, Heather Royston, Gem City, Sabrina, Sarah Koenig, Audacity Crash Clothing, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Boss Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Thanks as always, you guys, uh, for helping me make this happen. Uh, we'll be getting back on the uh, Sticker of the Month Club soon <laughs> uh yeah you know uh this is actually uh we might end up doing three episodes this month because uh we got a special one this week with uh kj jansen of free uh chicks dig it uh doing this weird well i guess it's not that weird it's just kind of cool uh it's a 30 year anniversary of their band and also the 30 year anniversary of uh the bovine sex club which uh Ain't really that much of a sex club. It's more just a club club. And uh, they do like rock and roll shows and stuff. Um, and uh, it's in it's, it's in uh, Toronto. In a real cool place uh, where we've partied a lot. I'm not, I think we played there. I don't know if we played there. We definitely partied there a lot. But uh, we've always had good times. Um, seeing some cool bands there. And uh, I think they're doing some, some special shows and stuff uh around this 30th anniversary so uh we're coming out th uh, with this one a little early or whatever uh so we're back to back weeks so you guys uh you know i hope you feel 
extra special about that because I know I do. All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. If you want to get a hold of me, you can call in at the call in line. It's plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight, Or uh, you can just go to intrudergreen.com to, uh, you know, check out anything else you might want to check out as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and you can also, you know, find a band website uh, through there, too. You know, just do everything from intrudergreen.com. Maybe we'll make a banking app and you could just give me all your money. Then, yeah. And then this podcast will get real good. All right. I promise. You should trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, that's about it. It's uh, short and sweet. I ain't got a whole lot to talk about other than uh, I'm excited for Halloween coming up. It's going to be fun as always. Hopefully people are, you know, wearing masks or whatever you got to do and, uh, not spreading the COVID around too much. Although I heard it's getting quite a bit better than lately. And that's real good. Um, without further ado, I'm with the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. It's official. Oh, here we go. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I would love to say this is uh, uh, thanks to Melanie K. Yet another uh, edition of Intruder Green interviewing a Canadian, but it's not just any Canadian because we got KJ today. All right, and uh, I'm stoked, dude, because uh, you know, uh, obviously, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Like it is for kind of like everybody these days, but uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, y- I think the first time we met you, which you you <laughs> documented in a, in, a, in a great album, uh, was uh, I don't know. Were we even? I don't think we were even playing a show in. Or we were playing a show in town, but like we weren't playing with you. It was just like you were there, right? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I was in San Diego. But before we go on, yes, Melanie K. Are you know the Canadian end of Fat Records oh, set yeah. this up? But uh, I should say that I just came from. Uh, a hockey rink, which is a pretty Canadian thing. Oh, that's super and, Canadian. Uh, my six-year-old son played his first ever hockey game like an hour ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Six years so, old playing hockey. Yeah, you got to start him young here or else. Yeah. If you wait wait till seven, then it's too late or something. <laughs> that's right. It's, he's like a Jedi. That's the way they yeah, work, I think. So yeah, did he, he have to like game. fight somebody and everything? Oh, yeah. You got a couple of fights and uh, yeah. <laughs> He only lasted about five minutes because uh, he got kicked out for fighting, but he did get a goal in that uh, five minutes. So oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just I'd never seen that side of him before, so he's a pretty quiet kid. <laughs> but when he gets out there, he's an animal. So he'll probably be coming to a cell block. Uh, oh yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be stoked to see him. You know, like anytime you get a hockey player in your ring in the joint, uh, you know you're gonna be all right because because of the whole fighting stuff. You know, basically. Yeah, and they, they know gotta how to tough. get along. Yeah, yeah, they gotta be tough, but they know how they to team, get along with others. Team players, 
It's a and they don't game. take any BS. That's so. right. Yeah. yeah, but hey, back to San Diego, we did meet there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had all heard of you guys. You know how you, you hear about someone and everyone's like, you guys should be friends or whatever. Or I was getting the, hey, are you s- the singer in this band? Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was, I we was get like, a, I think, I think between you and Mikey Erg, you get, uh, are the most, uh, like, oh, that must be blue. Uh, but you know, if, if you were to say like, yes, I am blue, I would believe you. <laughs> He's a way better singer than I am. I don't like, it's, uh, well, I'm actually, I feel bad, uh, you know, for him to, to be compared <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I anyway, yeah. For him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for that, um, but for other reasons, you know. Oh, well, I don't know all those reasons. I don't see what happens when you guys are all alone together. So, <laughs> And I don't want to see that, actually. It's bad enough I have to see what happens in my own band. That's right. I know that. I, I believe it to be true. I mean, I don't, I don't know that, but I believe it, definitely. Anybody in a band. <laughs> it's like, you got to do what you got to do, though, you know? Some of those tours are long. They are. They can be very long. And, uh, but honestly, I, you know, I haven't been on a tour in so long. This pandemic's going longer than any tour I've been on. So, uh, you know, but it's like, that's the way things are. And, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that's kind of our history. We met way <laughs> back when, and uh, I'm pretty sure we had a good time. I don't remember though. We, mm-hmm. You say we met in San Diego. I thought it was in, uh, I thought it was in Canada that we met. Or we just hung out in Canada later, maybe. I don't know. I think it's the first time we really hung out was maybe in Calgary. Or I know we were hanging out in Toronto at the Bovine Sex Club. Yeah, um, that's one true. Time. But uh, yeah, you know, we like as when you're traveling around, uh, you get you run into friends, you know, like all over the place. You know? Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's <laughs> Absolutely. A good little, uh, it's a good little part of our lives, I think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah and i still got my uh cheeks dig it uh sweatshirt it's like an old school thing it's like a blue one that's oh, yeah. uh that uh i don't know for some reason i cut the sleeves off of it because i thought it looked cooler and it does it's it's super cool now Very so cool. uh i'm still rocking that uh it's weird because people don't people don't expect me to wear blue and i don't expect it either but sometimes it happens because you know you got to represent um, yeah, why aren't we making green ones? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. Everything. Yeah. Every every band <laughs> needs some green merch. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all black. It's all black. And we do a blue hoodie and nobody buys them except you. Well, yeah. I think we gave it to you. That's <laughs> but, true. I didn't buy it either. <laughs> I mean, you, I probably wouldn't have bought it even if you did get it to me, but I still uh, would have got one, you know. Oh. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's sneaky. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so but yeah now that i think about it so we're on uh we're talking about uh well we're originally going to do this with uh is it darren the owner of, of the bovine uh, yeah daryl what happened this you know i was excited because this yeah. was yeah daryl uh who owns the bovine uh sex club in mm-hmm. toronto um they're celebrating their 30th anniversary we're celebrating ours ish i think it might be 31 for us maybe but oh uh, shit that doesn't matter uh but yeah, that's true. Uh, i think i was excited because he'd never done a like any kind of online zoom chat thing before and uh so i was excited that he would be here but i don't think he was able to pull it off so 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we might we might do a little like mashup action. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know how that would actually work because I feel like we're going to talk about some stuff. And then if I talk about it with him, we might get our facts wrong and then it'll just be weird, which would actually make for some interesting uh, entertainment. But, you know, like whatever. But mm -hmm. yeah, so I mean, the bovine sex club. I don't know. The get Now I want to talk about that, but I should talk to him about that and I should talk to you about chicks dig it. But okay. I guess I could talk to you a little bit about like Considering the fact that you started his band back at around the same time, at least uh, as the Bovine Sex Club, were you guys like playing in bars right away, like that, or uh, not really? Because I mean, no. so what? You're 30 years old now. Uh, you started his band when you were like one, I guess. <laughs> That's how it works? I don't know math too good, but that sounds about <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. How did that work? Well, we, we we weren't really we were trying really hard to get a show, and uh, we got a show i guess fugazi had come through town the month before and the guy who had promoted oh, the fugazi yeah they're i think they're american aren't they and then uh <laughs> the they had come through town played a show and the guy who promoted that show made a bunch of money so he's like i'm gonna do it again with some local bands and then we played that and but we had literally like i think we'd had our instruments maybe four or five months <laughs> yeah, so, all right and everybody there was like a like a musician, you know, like practiced for years. But then we had sold so many of these bloody T-shirts for our band that when the crowd showed up, they were all wearing Chicks to Get shirts. Oh, that's to amazing! For show, yeah, it was all friends and you know people who like we were all waiters, so it was people right. who like sat in our sections, like you know, <laughs> uh, customers, like good customers or whatever, who were kind. And uh, so they showed up and then they said, okay, well, you guys have to play last. So all these bands are like totally shredding, you know, and knowing their stuff. And then we have no fucking clue what to do. And I remember being, there was like a, it was a community hall and there was a kitchen there. And I remember just sitting there going, what the fuck are we doing? We should not be doing this. <laughs> but our friends were all drunk and they're like, come on, just get up there. So, and we'd had a few drinks too. And then it was, we ended up having a really good time. And then uh, that was that. But it took us a while to get a club show. And then, uh, yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere here. So at three hours north, it would be another town to go to. And Vancouver's like 10 hours drive away. So we're What's super north isolated. of you guys? Uh, Edmonton. Oh, yeah. We've been there yeah. once, I think. Yeah, that's a good town. I think we've done like two tours where we did, you know, your area. Mm -hmm. But usually we just stick to the East Coast and like doing all that stuff. Montreal yeah, I was talking to Toronto. A yeah, friends don't come visit. Like I, I was talking to a friend in Italy, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like all these bands are, all these people are coming to visit. Not bands, but on tour. But people are coming on holiday." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have that problem. Nobody ever flies to Calgary <laughs> for a holiday." So, um, so actually, only one time that happened. It was Mike D. Crack. Oh yeah, D. Cracks. Yeah, I had, I had to show. Was that when his band, the rest of his band, got kicked out because and couldn't go on tour? No, I think that happened to them, right? Okay. Yeah, he's he's probably got way more tour stories than all of us put together. Oh he's yeah, in every band in the world, and you know. Well, I believe it to be true. Yeah, it's true. He's in D cracks. I know one. All right. Yeah, that's good. Me too. <laughs> and the Isotopes, he plays with the Isotopes too. Oh yeah, they're a tight band. I, I want to get to know those guys. I never actually met them, but I feel like we would uh, get along because uh, I don't know they're into sports. I guess. 
I think they would take your call. All right. I will, I will have to like find their number. So uh, <laughs> we got to get into the, the, the history here, though. So like, how did, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to ask you the, the, the question that everybody loves to answer. And it's like, how the hell did Chicks Dig It become a band? You guys were in like high school or something, right? Mm-hmm. Did you say? Yeah, just after high school, like the you know, yeah, a little, yeah, at the very so, end of high school. But right? like you say, you got you had your instruments for like only a few months before you started playing. Like, were you, did you just like learn how to get play guitar like right on the spot? You're like, I want to be in a band. Uh, figure this out. No, I was the I was the drummer actually oh. when the band started, and then uh, we were just like you know nobody wanted to sing, so I didn't want to sing and play the drums, and uh, and then you know then i didn't want to just stand there and sing because we yeah. had a friend who went came in and played drums i feel then, like i love it i love the uh i don't know what to call it the gall of like bands where they have drummers that are the lead singers like mm-hmm. i think that's cool that they can like go for it like that but it's always a little confusing when you're seeing them play live it's like i just don't know what to look at like this you kind of got to get up really close yeah yeah but it's it's just weird to have a front man that's like stationary you know well and i find too in between songs if it's a drummer singer they're kind of twiddling their sticks and they're touching shit and they're not really paying attention to like what's going on in front of them they're not really (laughs) engaging with the audience because they got all that other stuff to play with you know (laughs) yeah i mean i would do that yeah i would too yeah that's but uh i was a terrible drummer Uh, oh the worst drummer chicks dig it ever had so it it worked (laughs) out so then I got a guitar yeah. and I, I sort of, I, I did a little bit of a, I don't know if it's illegal, but maybe it, uh, I mean, that's a cool thing. Yeah. That's okay. all right well, too. That's, I figured this was a safe place to talk about it. Absolutely. But I, I'm going to ask I, you a question about that later too. Anyway, but go on. Well, oh, okay. But th- so I, uh, went into this pawn shop and there was a guitar that I wanted there. Oh yeah. And it was like $600. Or wow. something like that it must have been nice if it for, was that expensive at a pawn shop yeah it was like a, a les paul oh yeah you know, so, those are good so the guy says okay i talked him down to six hundred dollars so i went to go get the money i came back and his wife was there but he wasn't there oh shit! and she said how much uh did he say it would go for and i said uh 280 dollars oh yeah the, name, that's the number right. that came in my head so i paid 280 dollars for it oh hell yeah you so did. that Mm-hmm. So I still live with the guilt of that. Oh, I wouldn't feel guilty about that at all. I mean, you got it from a pawn shop for cripes, cripers sakes. I mean, there's a whole lot of uh, shenanigans, I think, that goes around with that whole kind of business. So, uh, you know, like just the fact that you're getting in there, I think it's kind of like uh, what no holds bars or whatever, like anything goes like, yeah, if you can... Uh, if you can scam a pawn shop, yeah, I think you're doing all right. I think that's okay. okay. I think that's called for. I feel way better. Actually, I've been holding on to that guilt for years. So I feel like <laughs> really? the truth will set you free, right? Absolutely. Gotta, yeah, and uh, okay. I mean, they might try to call you now and get you like arrested or sued or something. But I think the statue of imitations or whatever uh, will uh protect you from from any of that so uh yeah well awesome thank you very much I'm glad that's my that's this. my legal expertise speaking right there all right well you would know the law my friend yeah i mean i fought the law 
And that didn't turn out too good for me, but you know, like, uh, you got to do what you got to do. You got to get through it. It's, it's life. You said um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So then you're the guitar player for the band, finally, as, mm-hmm. as, as things should be, as God intended, they might say. Sure. Uh, and uh, then you're, uh, you're off to the races, I guess, right? Like you got signed to Fat Records the next day, and uh, Fat Mike was like, here's a million dollars. You're rock stars now. <laughs> That's it. That's the story right there. <laughs> yeah, excellent. That was good. But yeah, we. But if there, uh, you know, there was some stuff. We did get a booking agent, and uh, that helped. And so they. Oh yeah, it wasn't Mel. Getting shows. No, she doesn't. Book no, shows. it was was a guy from Vancouver called Jay Scott, and he booked like No Means No and DOA and. Oh cool. Kind of thing. So that was a big dude, deal. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and and a really great guy, and uh, so he helped us out, and then eventually we made it down to Seattle, and uh, like I said before, had a few drinks. And he yeah. just went up on stage and were jackasses and then uh, got signed to Sub Pop. Yes. And this is uh, a story. I don't, I don't know if you're interested in telling that whole uh, deal. Well, I mean, it's basically that. We, we uh, yeah, I don't even know kind of, I think we, I don't remember who we were playing with. It might have been the Fastbacks. Yeah. And uh, they were real good. Oh, yeah. I love them. And, uh, but yeah, then it just kind of happened. We were out at a bar. It was like a drag queen show and it was just the four of us at the bar getting drunk and we were dancing on the tables and we didn't realize that uh after the show the one of the owners of sub pop had gone to that same club and recognized us from the show at a different table like just you know yeah and then we had gotten this offer and then we had a manager at the time too and uh we didn't realize that we had already played with Lagwagon and joey from Lagwagon had given fat mike our tape oh shit and uh fat mike called our manager and said hey i want to put the record out but our manager didn't tell us about that and so he uh oh so got he went fired sub- <laughs> is what well happened. eventually yes <laughs> yeah and uh but uh we ended up uh signing with sub pop not knowing that fat mike yeah i was interested so anyway but the, the reason was he there was like a signing bonus that came along with the sub pop contract that oh yeah didn't do so the manager would have gotten a bunch of money on that I think. uh-huh anyway later on when our, for our second record i was talking to fat mike and he said how come you didn't sign with us the first time and i'm like how come you didn't make an offer the first time <laughs> yeah. and then it all kind of came out so but we had already fired the guy so it was all all right mm-hmm. everything went smooth with sub pop though or uh, i thought there was like some story there well, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the guy who signed us told the the guy like his partner. Yeah. At first, and then I think there were some people, and then he kind of uh, bought like Nirvana had just kind of the, the Kurt Cobain had died, and then Nirvana yeah. started selling like crazy because they had the first Nirvana record, so they had all this yeah money yeah yeah some pop- Soundgarden stuff yeah. and they were like yeah. uh, I mean. I don't know. It's kind of weird how that worked back then. Cause like, I don't know what, maybe that was in like 91 or something. Cause we're talking about, th- about like almost exactly 30 years ago. Right. And then, uh, you know, sub pop has this big explosion. And then, uh, I don't know, I guess four years or so after that epitaph has the big explosion as far as like independent record labels go. But, mm-hmm. uh, Nobody's talking about sub pop these days. I mean, I, I guess they're still around, but like uh, Epitaph is just kind of like 
they're basically like a major label now. And then Sub Pop is like, shit, why didn't we keep Chicks Dig It? Because uh, <laughs> turns out I don't punk think rock Sub was Pops. the way to go. <laughs> I don't think Sub Pop's like, shit, we should have kept Chicks Dig It. Per- uh, but, you know, you can ask them. <laughs> yeah, I but, will. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, uh, it, it, there was a lot of great people. There were a lot of great bands that we really liked. The Fastbacks were there. Like we talked oh, yeah. about the, them. And, and uh, uh, you know, who else? Like um, Super Suckers, we were fans of. Oh, yeah, they're great. There's another one I'm missing. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, we're called Chicks Dig It. And, uh, you know, we're goofy kids who don't know how to play our instruments. And so, I, you know, I can understand kind of. You know how there was a division <laughs> among those who liked us and those who yeah but i think that you know. kind of fits into the whole grunge scene right like don't know how sure. to play instruments like i mean kurt cobain probably knew how to play guitar but he definitely acted like he didn't a lot of the time yeah i think he was pr- a pretty good guitar player yeah i think so too but he but died like, so yeah. and then sub pop got all this money yeah. and then the, the the guy who signed us he bought an island like he took his part of the sub pop thing, and he bought an island, and then we were like on this label, yeah. You know, so anyway, it uh, it was it, it was good, it was great. We met lots of great people, and I think you know we learned sort of how the business works. I think through that one, so oh, it was yeah. a really good experience, and we're proud of it. And you know, but yeah, now we're on Fat Records, and uh, I think it's where we should have been the whole time. Yeah, I believe it to be true. I mean. You're definitely, I think Chick Stiggett is definitely one of those bands. I mean, maybe just because you guys have been there uh, since, I don't know about the beginning of Fat Records, but definitely like you're, you're one of those, like, I guess, I, sorry, to, I don't know if this is, sounds insulting, but you're like a legacy <laughs> band at this point. Probably. I yeah, like uh, you just been there since the beginning of Fat. And uh, I don't know, it's one of those things, though, but where you keep, Every time a new Chicks Digger album comes out, I'm like, all right, that's that's going to be a good Fat Records album. And, uh, you know, thanks. It's yeah, it's great stuff. And I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, you just you just one of those uh, great. You've sort of like I think of it kind of like, uh, you know, when Fat Mike is like the king of this like kingdom. And then all the yeah. bands are like his knights in shining armor or whatever. And like, yeah. or like maybe there's some like other bands that are like, you know, not that their, their armor is not quite so shiny. And they're just kind of <laughs> like, oh, we want to we want to get a, a medal from the king, but he just uh, doesn't like us that much or something. But I feel like <laughs> you're one of those knights in shining armor who always wins the jousting match and stuff for fat records that <laughs> wild. So, uh, all right well thanks you know yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah of course um yeah but anyway uh yeah i don't know you say uh you don't you, you've you've done some acoustic work too uh just touring around on your own and uh what, what is that because the band just can't tour as much as you want to or how's that working yeah it was just like sort of stuff came up and and people were like keppy for instance was like hey let's go on tour i was like hey let's go on tour you know and and uh but it's also it's a totally different thing and it's it's kind of fun it's it's actually really like uh you have to kind of figure stuff up as you go along it's not like a band practices and you can't really change stuff up you can kind of do whatever you want so but yeah it's sometimes it's just nice especially now that you know we like we have kids 
it's nice to just go away by yourself, get on an airplane by yourself, and then get into a hotel and check in by yourself and go to sleep, <laughs> you know, and wake up when you want to. Like, there's like, I'd be lying if I didn't say like the 23 hours of the day that you're not on stage is kind of <laughs> a big part of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's fun to do and it's weird and, you know, but it's good to mix things up, I guess, you know? Yeah, for sure. I believe it to be true. I don't know. It, for some reason, like. Hi, Intruder Maniacs. Are you in a band? The answer is, of course you are. Everybody's in a fucking band these days. Anyway, if you're in a band, congratulations. I'm making the worst financial decision of your life. Aside from taking out college loans or something. Yeah. Now, there is a way to lessen the burden of such a financial decision. It's called merchandising. And Stupid Rap Merch Company is all ready to meet your merchandising needs. You want uh, some t-shirts? Uh, you want got a tight deadline you need them printed on? And because you booked a tour less than a month out and uh, didn't get canceled like everybody else's tours did? Uh, how about a bunch of weird random trinkets like keychains or uh, medallions? And what about koozies? You know, like everybody likes koozies. Koozies are great because they keep your drink cold and your hand warm or vice versa, depending on what you're drinking. Stupid Red Merch Company can get all these made for you. Stupid Red Merch Company is an in-house artist who can help you with your designs and stuff. They're still a small enough company that uh, they pay special attention to you and your special needs. Because, you know, everybody's got special needs. Like, uh, you know, you probably mostly. And uh, they even got a web store. That's where the real magic is. You go on tour and you sell your stuff. But chances are you're going to have some leftover or some fans are going to feel like left out because they didn't have enough money to buy something at your show. So they go on a stuperedmerch.com and find stuff from your band on there. They'll take care of all your production and shipping fulfillment needs. So go ahead, go on a Stupid Red Merch Company web store right now and uh, check out all the tight bands that are already on there. They got a bunch of them, like got uh, the Bomb Pops and like the Bad Cop, Bad Cop and stuff. It's all good. Uh, yeah, uh, all sorts of cool swag. And uh, right now. Right now, if you go on there and you, at checkout, you use the code PRISON, you can get 15% off all of the uh, Stupid Red merch branded apparel uh, at stupidredmerch.com. Go check it out. Stupidredmerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know, you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you got to look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet and you can go check out the website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. 
Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. I got a weird thing about acoustic punk rock because I feel like a lot of it just doesn't translate well. Um, I think your stuff does, though, um, because it's not like Ramon's core, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like sometimes when people try to do that with that kind of sound, it just doesn't work for me. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Does that have anything to do with the songwriting? Like, do you do you think of these songs just kind of as being like, oh, I could totally just play this with a guitar and vocals and it would be great? Or is it do you kind of like write everything as a band and it just turns out to be also good with just guitar and vocals? Yeah, I think they're all kind of written just me and a guitar anyway. So, oh, yeah. And I think, you know, you know, you write songs too, right? Yeah, a little and bit. Yeah, you know, and so you know when something kind of hits you. It's it's. Uh, I was talking about it with uh, my wife, and it's kind of like you know when you it's like falling in love, and you see that person, and you're like, okay, that's the person. I don't know why, but that's the person, and it's the same thing yeah. when a song kind of comes to you. It's like, oh, I'm actually in love with that thing, you sure. know, whatever it is. And I think if something hits you that way. It kind of doesn't matter what style it's played in. It could be a country song or it could be, you know, yeah. like if a song is good, you know, then it translates. And I, I would say not all of our songs <laughs> are that good, but I would say some <laughs> of them, you know, I, I'm, I think do that. So, um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of, they're all written kind of on acoustic guitar now anyway. So, no, oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, yeah, because uh, you know, a lot of people are doing that um because well especially with uh the way things went in the last two years i think people were like well it's hard to do the band right now but i can do uh solo acoustic stuff but uh mm. anyway to get back into the uh history here because that's what we're talking about 30 yeah. 30 years um so like do you remember the first time you played the bovine since we're tying these two things together I, I, you know, I remember like going there a bunch of times, like after a show late at night and just kind of, cause it's one of those places where there's no advertising outside the club, right? There's no sign. Yeah, that's it's true. You kind of just walk by and you see like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You're like, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'll check it out. But I was there a bunch of times, like, you know, really drunk late at night, Yeah. you know, kind of, and yeah. Me it, too. Yeah, <laughs> <As it turns out. laughs> I don't think we're alone in that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so but I did play their acoustic the first time. And then the last time we were through Toronto, which was actually about five years ago, mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about. But uh, yeah, we did kind of two nights in a row. And it was awesome. Like, it's like, because it's a small place and they pack them in. Yeah, I would feel like you guys would almost be too big uh, in to, to play a club that small. But if you do two nights in a row, maybe it works out. <laughs> yeah well you know it, it, like it, yeah and, and and so when we're planning these because the capacity was like 40 people so i was like well why don't we hang out for oh. a couple days and then do three shows yeah and then the capacity went up to like 90 people you know and then now capacity is up to 120 people and now we're like three days how are we gonna do this and i think uh there was an announcement that maybe it's going to full capacity so okay. now three three because we're gonna do three days uh yeah. uh might have been a bad idea 
but so that's what's coming up he's talking about like yeah that's what's coming up now is the three okay. shows so but yeah you know uh it's it's gonna be fun we're gonna have we've got two years of sitting on our hands you know well yeah and so does everybody else like people yeah I feel like I'm going to be stoked. I'm sure people are still nervous about going out in public and being around a bunch of, you know, sweaty mm-hmm. assholes who are breathing on each other. But uh, I think, you know, a lot of people are just just really want it. So uh, I think it's going to be, well, you fine. know, yeah, no, I think so, too. And we talked about it a lot because we didn't actually announce this until a couple of weeks ago when it's in like three weeks. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, you know, different parts of the world have different responses to all of this and and i was like you know i'm not sure how like i was reaching out to friends in toronto and they're like i don't know how comfortable i am going out yeah but they're you know they're it's like reduced capacity toronto has like i think a 92 percent vaccine oh rate. wow that's wonderful and you have to show a vaccine passport to get in yeah yeah so i'm like eh, i feel good good about that you know so um yeah, and I think everybody in the band, we've been able to practice a little bit now. So I think we just need to kind of, you know, just hang out. You know, that's just the whole point of being in a band is hanging out with your friends, right? So, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, and having fun and going on tour and seeing people. I mean, yeah, it's it's <laughs> wonderful. So that's what you guys got going on in the future. Do you guys do you have any like uh, other plans as far as uh, you know the band goes? Well, we have like a uh, I don't know. I think like twenty some songs that we're going to go into the studio with. Oh, nice! It's safe to do so, and then we have another fifteen we recorded before all this that we were going to do something. So we have to. F- like we have some uh so you basically have like four albums ready to go yeah we might have that sounds like it to me (laughs) three at least come on yeah it's so but we had to see you know like i haven't listened to any of it in a long time so you know we'll see what's good and we'll throw out the crap and then yeah you know something good i don't want it to be like you know two songs we really like and then a bunch that we're okay about i want it to be all songs that we like you got That's a B-Sides kinda... album out yet? Uh, no, because actually, if we were to just do B-Sides, like songs we didn't record, we'd have yeah. about a 40, 40 album backlog of hey, B-Sides. You, <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah, I would love to hear that <laughs> stuff. It would be great. <laughs> no, we'll, at well, some we'll point, about that. Well, yeah, at yes. some point, yeah, yeah. I, hope to, I hope to hear that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's kind of your history with the bovine. Uh, 30 years and uh yeah i don't know i i feel like we've hung out with you definitely in canada but i don't know if we've ever actually hung out with the bovine but it's definitely a great place people should go check it out um there was like a fat records pre-party i remember oh was that what it was i was thinking yeah and it was like fat records 25 years but it was actually 24 years yeah and we were on that uh tour um for sure and was there it was a, a pre-party there was a party. or a post-party? Yeah, there was a pre-party or something there. Because yeah. I was thinking about I was thinking about that. And like maybe and, uh, Melvin was DJing or something. That's was what Melvin. it was. Is there an upstairs to the bovine? Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, of? it was like a tiki bar up there, and that's yeah. kind of where you were hanging out. Yeah. That's right. 
That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. It meant a lot good. to me, but it clearly didn't mean that much to you. <laughs> oh, you got me there, bud. <laughs> Obviously. No, I, 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 I vaguely remember that night, not because it didn't mean much to me, but because uh, I, I probably had too good of a time and uh, stayed up a little too late and drank a little too much uh, funky juice or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that, 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 that night actually does stick out in my brain a lot. Um, because well, you it was know, an you amazing know time for us. What's it? Yeah, and, and you know what's coming back to me too is there was a after party at Daryl's place. Oh, that was Daryl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know who showed up was uh, the prime minister's like, so that's like our president. Oh, that's right. Know? The no, prime yeah. minister's like inner circle showed up at Daryl's house. And that's it was all right. these like politicians were, that were there. And it was, yeah, it was a late night. I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, you're bringing it all back. Sorry. But yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad the politicians uh, didn't know who they were hanging out with uh, too No, much. they did, and that's why I like this guy. Oh, I mean, really? You know, maybe not as much as I used to like him, but yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, all right. Our prime minister's all right. Yeah, all right. He, yeah, he I guess. I've heard he a lot of come. people talk shit about him. But uh, we're talking about Justin Trudeau or whatever, right? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to get into politics or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't but, uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, he was the. His, hey, you know, hey, take it from American. You could definitely do worse. You could definitely <laughs> do much, much worse. We have had time to pay attention to your politics. And yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Uh, it was okay. a great night, and uh, I will, I'm stoked that we, we got to have that with you guys. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up about Chicks Dig It or the Bovine. Uh, 30 years of great success in the words of the great Borit. Uh, but if not, I got one qu- more question for you. Okay. Well, yeah, go ahead. Shoot. Um, crime stories. Do you got any? <sighs> Well, it's kind of like, hey, can you tell me a story that happened on tour? And then it'd be like, yeah, but I could tell that story, but it would implicate this person or that person or whatever. That's the idea. I really want to get somebody arrested because then I'll be famous. This podcast will be famous uh, and used in court. And probably I'll be on TV and I'll be famous. Okay. Well, hey, uh, well, you know, the only two times like where any members of Chicks Dig It have been arrested. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to name any names. It's all right. I'll get myself It's funny either, because but, people uh, always think that they got to throw somebody under the bus. But I'm like, I don't care. Crime story. You could just make some shit up or whatever. Yeah, no, well, this is true. Well, we, we were in uh, Tijuana after a show. Oh, yeah. So I would, when playing in San Diego, I'd always say, hey, we're going to Tijuana after the show. Who's coming? Hell yeah, you are. And uh, yeah, so we ended up going to Tijuana, and one of the guys threw up in a liquor store. Yeah, that'll and, happen. And the, Just and, ask you know, like it, yeah, it's not that big, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, right? And then, but they called the police, so we all were really drunk and we ran. Oh. So, and I, and I know a couple of them got arrested. Oof. And then uh and Mark Mark yeah Mark and I uh who lives in Spain now he's our usual guitar player. Okay. We ran and we started running and running and then we found this bar so we were there for a while and then found another bar you know and then we couldn't find the border. Everybody else had left. We were like and we kept oh, walking shit. south. So, oh no. Uh, <laughs> That's the wrong way. So we ended up finding a holiday <laughs> inn 
and we had no money and i was like how much is a room and uh it was like 350 dollars or something what yeah and they said well if but if you have a business card it's like 99 dollars so we're like, oh, I've got a business card. So I'm going through my wallet. And the band we had played with was called the Dragons. Do you know that band? Uh, no. Yeah. The they're, they're Dragons, like, maybe, but no, I yeah. don't know the Dragons. So uh, anywhere, anyway, I had a, a card from a business card from the band, the Dragons, and it had two names on it. So we each chose a name from the business card, and that's who we were. And we ended up getting a room for 99 bucks. And in the morning, we woke up and walked wow. outside, and like a block away was the border, like which the border goes all the <laughs> way across the top of Mexico, you know? So yeah, we yeah. Ended up spending the night and getting stuck there. Wow. But we, there was a, a radio DJ who had been with us, and he had gone home with the guys who didn't get arrested. Mm. And uh, he woke up with lockjaw. Oh, shit. I never heard of this before. And yeah, so he actually had to take a week off work they get, until like, they could cure the lockjaw. I That's fucked up. Yeah. But I wouldn't but deny time, it. Yeah. What's that? I wouldn't deny it. I believe it to be true. You know, fucked up it shit happened. can happen in Mexico. I think uh, we played, we actually played in, uh, uh, what the fuck? You just were talking about it. What's the town called? Edmonton? No, no, no. Mexico. Tijuana. What you just, Tijuana. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. It just went out of my brain. Uh, we played there, and uh, Office Bradford actually got uh, some bl- broken uh, beer bottle glass kind of, like, stuck in his leg. And, uh, oh. yeah, it didn't come out for a few days. But uh, he didn't get no lockjaw, so we're all good. But anyway. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, we got arrested there another time. Uh, they had taken away, I guess the, there was a new president in Mexico. Oh, Once again, we don't need to talk about politics, but right. he, he had said, oh, uh, all the police officers in Tijuana get new guns. So <laughs> they're all like, oh, okay, great. So they go up to get their guns and they say, well, you have to turn in your old gun. So they do that. And then they say, before you get your new gun, we've got to test uh, the, your gun to see if it's been involved in any of these murders, because there's a lot of like oh, murders yeah. in Tijuana. It's shady so shit you hear about. None of the cops had guns and they were super grumpy. <laughs> And uh, so two of the guys got arrested and Mark, Mark was one of them. Was it Mark? Yeah. And he had, for whatever reason, he had like 120 Canadian dollars with him in Mexico. Uh huh. And Jason, our original drummer had 60 American dollars. Oh shit. That's, that's really worth something there. And the, they saw the judge ride up on his bike. It was a the judge rode up on a BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, Jason's fine happened to be sixty American dollars. Uh huh. And this is for open liquor on the street. And Mark's fine. Oh, yeah. Was one hundred and twenty Canadian dollars, which is like it, I don't know if the the exchange rate is quite the same, but uh, <laughs> right. anyway, it's basically give me everything you got. And yeah. uh, it works they, for me, but. Well, you know how it works, right? So, yeah. And then he rode off on his BMX bike. I believe they call that a shakedown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. What I don't know was. what they call it in in uh, Mexico. Probably something in Spanish, but uh, yeah, in in America, that's called a shakedown. Like All it. right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really criminal or anything. I'm sorry, but uh, well, no, there was some. Obviously, you were like. They said you were breaking the law. I kind of doubt it, to be honest, because, like, 
I don't know, open intoxicants. Who really cares? I, I have a whole thing because, uh, you know, I'm living in Germany these days and they let you drink mm. out in public here. There's no like open intoxicant laws or nothing. So anytime I go back to the States, I'm like, I think that's a good uh, rule to not have is the open intoxicants thing. So I'm just going to walk around this neighborhood with the open booze bottle or beer or whatever. Um, mm. Because uh, and, and to me, I call that like... Uh, civil disobedience right like that's what you got to do the people mm-hmm. have uh not uh, they have a priority or uh you know obligation to like be civilly disobedient so that's my yeah. whole take on that no i'm with you man like yeah i think it's ridiculous and actually in new york yeah. new york city one time i i saw a cop and i had an open intoxicant as he put it Oh yeah, and I saw a cop, so I turned around and started walking away. And he <laughs> said, "Freeze!" Oh, and shit. that I, that scared the shit out of me, actually. Yeah, because and then he made me know. pour it out. Yeah, well, that would scare me too. Because anytime a cop says "freeze," you don't think they're just a guy saying "freeze." You think, "Oh shit, he's probably got a gun on me right now, and I can't see." Yeah, him. right. Well, that's you know how all Canadians think, right? Is that if if there's an American behind us, they probably got a gun pulled. <laughs> that is probably true. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but yeah, it, it, like oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great talking to you, bud. Um, and I uh, hope that we can uh, actually hang in real real life again soon. Mm, I feel the same way. Me too, man. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I hope that these shows that you got coming up go really well and i think they will because i know you're worried about the capacity or whatever but i think it's going to be great i think people are thirsty for some tight chicks to get jams and uh i know i am so uh me too looking forward to hearing what you guys got to put out and uh yeah just seeing you guys again awesome green thanks buddy thanks for having me hell yeah dude speak to you soon okay take care man and that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank KJ again for being on it. You can hit me up on all the socials at Intruder Green or go to intrudergreen.com for all sorts of cool stuff. The Intruder Green call-in line is plus 1608-535-9608, patreon.com slash intrudergreen. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, management by Anka Kramer, hair and makeup Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Raymer, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Squeak Lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tight Bros. Your superior intellect is no match for our puny weapons.